Welcome to The Heart Zone, featuring George Cannon. This broadcast is a time of teaching and encouragement from Kerwinsville Christian Church. For more information, we invite you to visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. And now for a message from The Heart Zone. Here's George Cannon. Over the last few months, we have done several different series and Let me just kind of give you a recap as I introduce a new series that we're going to do today. A few months ago, we did a study through Jonah, remember, running from God. And we talked about how we have a tendency in our lives, and we all have to admit this, that when God tells us to do something, we have a tendency because we want to do something else or because we know better to run and go the other direction like Jonah did. We kind of turn from what He wants to turn and do our own thing. But God doesn't let us do that. He comes after us. He wants us to be right with Him. And so we spent some time talking about that whole aspect of running away from God. The next series we entered into was a series concerning the issue of sin in our lives and dealing with the sin in our lives and recognizing, again, that God cares for us and that He does not care for the sin in our lives. And we just spent five weeks talking about that whole subject. Now we're going to enter into another five-week study, and we're going to be focused here in chapter 24 and chapter 25 of Matthew, and we're going to look at the whole issue of being ready. In fact, I would have to say that the first two series, the series about running away from God, and in the series about lust, lies, and liberation, actually give us a foundation for what we're going to talk about the next five weeks. Because there's a reason why you and I need to turn back to God and get back on the path that He wants us to. There's a reason why we need to deal with the sin in our lives and recognize that He's not pleased with it. And we're going to see what that reason is today. You know, in the history of our nation... We've had some interesting events happen that have been catastrophic events that have resulted in much life being lost. For instance, if you think at the turn of the century, the sinking of the Titanic. You think just a little over 60 years ago, 65 years ago, December 7th, 1941, the terrible attack on Pearl Harbor by the Japanese, and the loss of 6,000 men in many ships and a surprise attack. Those have been terrible events that have happened in our history. We can think of other events that have happened in our history that came as a surprise, that caught the nation unaware, and the devastation that was there. But the reality was that after the event took place, after the Titanic happened, after Pearl Harbor happened, when they went back and looked at what was there before the event happened, Well, here, I'll let the late Donald Gray Barnhouse say this concerning Pearl Harbor. The Pearl Harbor report demonstrated that not only were an admiral and a general unprepared, the authorities were unprepared and the whole nation was in a lethargy of self-satisfaction. In spite of all the evidence that an attack would come, people were amazed when it did. Here's what he says. Thus is the approaching judgment of God going to come upon the world. 
The Bible informs us that judgment is coming. Men are warned to flee from the wrath of God. They are warned that sudden destruction will come upon them and that it will come suddenly as a stroke of lightning from the east and the west and as unexpectedly as a thief in the night. In spite of all of these warnings, the world sinks into a lethargy of self-satisfaction. It will be awakened by a blow far more rude than Pearl Harbor. For just as the gifts and callings of God are without repentance, so are His judgments. What are we going to talk about today? We've had those two other series and they've all been like a preparation work for you and I to recognize that what we do with our lives as a Christian is serious because we need to be ready for something that's coming and the signs are there. We need to be ready for the fact that Jesus said that one day He would come back. And so what we're going to do is we're going to look in chapters 24 and 25 where Jesus discusses this very issue with His disciples. We're not going to focus on what He said concerning the prophecies. That's the first part of 24. But what we're going to focus on in the last part of 24 into chapter 25 over the next five weeks is what He says about you and I and how we live our lives in light of it. We're going to talk about living in light of eternity. Now, as I say that, let me just stop for a moment because you may be looking at me this morning and you're thinking in your mind, well, George, it's been 2,000 years. Hasn't come yet. I don't know that I really want him to come. I've got plans. My friends, even if it's been 2,000 years, well, let's look at what the passage says and then you decide for yourselves. Look with me. We're going to look at verse 36 through 44 this morning and we'll let the Word of God guide our thoughts concerning this whole issue of being ready. Look with me, verse 32. Now learn this parable from the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender and put forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see all these things, you know that it is near, at the doors. Assuredly, I say to you that this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as in the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and did not know until the flood came and took them all away, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Then two men will be in the field, one will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for you do not know what our, your Lord, is coming. But know this, if the master of the house had known the hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. 
Here's what we're going to look at today, my friends. We're going to look at a couple of things in this passage. We're going to look at the fact that you and I need to be aware and the fact that you and I need to be prepared. Let's, let's ask a hard question. I'm asking myself this question. How are you living your lives? In the morning when the alarm clock rings or the radio comes on or your spouse wakes you up or mom and dad wakes you up, What's the first thought that enters into your mind? Is it, Lord, is this today? Or is it, hope the coffee's good. Boy, I wish I could just shut that thing off and get five more minutes. Mom, why are you turning on the light? It's hurting my eyes. Those are thoughts that enter into our mind. What about when you go throughout your day? What, what are the thoughts that you are go throughout your day? Are, are you thinking about, is this the day? Or are you thinking about the fact that, well, I wonder what work's got for me today, or I don't want to go home today, or can't wait to get home today, and can't wait to get out of here, and all these different thoughts. I can't wait to start working on that project, and you're dreaming about what you are planning to do or planning to do with the crisis, or whatever that's going on in your life, or how am I going to handle this situation, how am I going to handle that? What is, what's going on in your mind throughout the day? Is, is, at any point, is there an acknowledgement of God? Is there an acknowledgement that one day Jesus is coming back? Do, does that even enter into our minds? Do we even really care? And, and let's, let's be honest. We've got to be real here today and, and not give the pious spiritual answer and say, oh yes, I'm living in light of eternity, George. Because you know that's the acceptable answer. Well, let's be honest. The acceptable answer today is the truth. And here's the truth. We're not. We don't really care. We're just wondering, worrying about getting through this day. We're worried about how am I going to get that little extra money to pay for the gas so I can keep up my lifestyle. We blame it on the boss or we blame it on the government or we blame it on this, that or another. Our thoughts are concerned about what we want out of life and what we want now. But my friends, as Christians, it doesn't even enter into our minds that we're only here temporarily. That our citizenship is somewhere else. And when it comes to the issue of Jesus coming back, we're really not thinking about it. And so this is what Jesus is talking to us about in this passage. So let's notice the first part there. We need to be aware, verses 32 through 35. Several things I want you to see from this passage. Notice with me what verse 32 says. Learn the parable from the fig tree. When its branches has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So also when you see all these things, know that it is near at your doors. Here's what he's saying. He's saying to you and I, learn from the signs. You know what? You know summer's coming when you look out in your backyard. Maybe you've got an apple tree or I've got a big pear tree, a couple of pear trees. 
and they're in full bloom and you, your eyes are all scratchy and you can't breathe anymore because you got allergies, you know that, oh, this is going to pass because summer is coming. The signs are there. You know that with the blooming of that tree, we're not talking about winter being around the corner, although winter is going to come. We know that summer is coming. That's what Jesus is saying. When you look at the fig tree, guys, you know that when it turns tender and the leaves break forth, that you know that summer is near. That's what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying, look, guys, when you see the signs of what's happening around you, you know the time is at hand. The day of His coming is coming. It's there. You say, what signs are you talking about? If you go back, I said I wasn't going to spend much time there, but just look with me. Go all the way back in verse 4 of chapter 24. Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name and say, I am the Christ. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. And see that you are not troubled, for these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines, pestilence, Earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. And they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all the nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended and then portray one another and hate one another. There will be many false prophets will rise up and deceive manyness. And because of lawlessness will abound. The love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations. And then the end will come. These are the signs that Jesus is talking about. My friends, those things are taking place today. But let's be honest. The signs are there. You and I need to be aware that, the, that we need to learn from the signs. But here's what happens. Big earthquake in China. 100,000 people dead. Oh, hum. Did you see gas was high today, Brad? Oil went up ten bucks in one day. Monsoon hits Burma. 135,000 people wiped out. Gary, price of bread has doubled in the last year. It's going to cost more for my bologna sandwiches now. My show isn't on today. They've got some president guy coming on there talking. He's interrupting my show. I've been waiting for that episode. So you're being ridiculous, George. No, think about how we are. We're not living with an expectancy. We're living for now. And we're complaining about inconveniences. And we look around the world and the signs are showing us that the time is at hand. But guess what? We're not learning from the signs. We're ignoring the signs. Jesus is saying, learn from the signs. And here, well, here's why he's saying that. Verse 34, Assuredly, I say to you that this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place. What's he saying here? The time is at hand. Here's what he's saying. He's speaking to those Jewish believers there with him. He's speaking to his disciples and he's saying, guys, when you look around, your generation is going to see the fulfillment of chapters 1, of verses 1 through 10, right in your midst. And so the time is at hand. The time is at hand. All these signs that I'm talking about that you need to learn from are going to take place in your time. And they have taken place. And you and I need to recognize that Jesus could come back at any time, at any day. The question is, the question is, are you ready? 
The question is, are you ready? Are you ready? And so the point is, is that the time is at hand. And so here's the point I want you to see, because maybe you're here today and you're saying, well, George, it's been 2,000 years. 2,000 years. You're kind of feeling like the lady who's been engaged for 10 years waiting on the bow to finally produce a ring, and you're like, you're giving up? The reality is, my friends, listen to what Jesus says in verse 35. This is the point He wants you to understand. Look at what He says. Heaven and earth will pass away, but My words will by no means pass away. Here's the point I want you to understand. This is the reason why you and I need to be aware. Yes, it has been 2,000 years. Yes, we've seen the fulfillment of those things and nothing has happened. Why, George, do I need to be aware? The reason why is this. Jesus' words are true. The reason why you need to be aware, you need to be ready for Jesus coming back, in spite of the fact that it's been 2,000 years, in spite of the fact that we're seeing all these things being fulfilled and nothing has happened yet, the reason why you and I need to take serious the mandate of the Bible to live our lives in preparation for Jesus' coming back is because Jesus said He would come back. He said He would come back. And he said, look, when I tell you this, I'm not telling this to you as my opinion. My words are true and they will never pass away. They will always be true. You and I need to grasp the point of that. But my friends, here's the point. It gets down to the nitty gritty then, doesn't it? It comes down to whether or not you live your lives believing it. Did you hear what I said? It comes down to whether or not you're going to live your life believing it. Are you? My friends, the signs are there. Not just because the signs are there, because Jesus said it. You and I need to be aware that He's coming back. But you know what? We live our lives in light of what the election is going to be. We live our lives in light of what vacation am I going to be able to take now that my gas prices are so high I can't go where I want to go. Think about the stuff we're focused on And think about how trivial it is. So Jesus tells them to be aware. But then he goes on then in the rest of the passage, verse 36 through 34, and tells them about being ready. And this is what we're going to spend the rest of our time here, about being ready. Because notice with me, verse 36, to be prepared, he first of all tells us this, that no one knows the time. Look at what he says in verse 36. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, but my Father only. No one knows the time when Jesus will come back. Look, you know what? I've, I've been a Christian now 23 years. And in 23 years, I've lived through so many guys making predictions. I've lived through 88 reasons why Jesus will be come back in 1988. And then that was followed up by the bestseller, uh, 89 reasons why he'll come back in 89. So, of course, 89 and 88 have gone away now. That was 20 years ago. Then it was 1994. There was a bunch of guys who predicted 1994. Then it was the year 2000. Jesus would come back in the year 2000. And guess what? It's 2008. He hasn't come back yet. So you say, well, he hasn't come back. He's not coming back. No, that's not my point. No one knows. Quit predicting it. We don't know. That's not the point. You and I have to be prepared because we don't know when it happens. We don't know when He'll come back. It could be tomorrow. It could be today. 
could be next week. But you need to live your life in preparation for it. In fact, let me just stop for a moment. Here, let me just stop for a moment. Did you say, man, are you serious? I need to be ready? Well, let me just say this. You need to be ready for another reason. Not just that Jesus could come back, but you also don't know how long you're going to live. And the implication of this text is not just for you to be ready if Jesus comes back. The implication of the text, period, is you be ready to meet him, period. You know, that's been brought home to me here in the last few years, especially. I'm 42 years old. And that doesn't mean anything to you guys, especially those of you who are older. You say, oh yeah, you young pup, you. But you know, it has a special meaning to me because now I've lived longer than my dad, because at 41 he was murdered. And my brother, younger brother, who died of a heart attack at 38. And I can already tell you that none of them thought that they would die that young. They thought they would live forever. You don't know what will happen. And so Jesus is saying to us, listen, no one knows the time. He goes on then, look at verse 37 and 39. He said, this is what it's going to be like when Jesus comes back. So you've got to listen to what he's saying here. He says, look, but as in the days of Noah were so, also will the coming of the Son of Man. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day Noah entered into the ark and did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Here's the point I want you to see. People will be enjoying life. He gives a great illustration here. If you and I were living in the time of Noah and you heard about this old crazy old nut somewhere over there building this boat and don't know why we're on dry land. He said the rest of the population just continued on with life. They married, gave away their daughters in marriage. They ate, they drank, they partied, they enjoyed life, watched sports. Life went on as usual. Work, whatever. Life went on as usual. In fact, they didn't think anything was going to come of it because every day was just like the other day. Except they were getting older. Until the day Noah entered into the ark and the flood came. And it took them all away. And that word took there is a word of judgment. They died and were judged. See, that's what's going to happen. You know what? The signs are there and life is going to go on as usual. Weddings will be scheduled. Parties will be scheduled. People will be functioning as normal. Life will go on as normal, but except one thing, Jesus will come. People will be enjoying life. They'll go on like nothing ever else happened. The other thing I want you to see there, and we see this in... Verse 40 and 41 is that they'll not be ready. They will not be ready. They will not be ready. Look at what it says here. Two will be in the field and one will be taken. And that word taken is a word of judgment. And the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill and one will be taken and the other left. They're not going to be ready for what comes. They're not going to be ready. It's going to happen. He's going to return and they're not going to be ready. 
Are you ready? Let's go on now. Look here and continue on now. Here's what he tells us. Verse 42 to 44. Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this, if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Here's what he's saying. We are to be watching. We're to be watching. Are you watching? No, I mean, I'm really, ask your answer. Don't, don't give me the acceptable answer. Yes, I'm watching, George. No, let's, let's be honest. We're not, are we? Let's, let's be honest, folks. We're not watching. Because here's what he says. He gives a good illustration. If you owned a house, and a lot of you do have your own houses here, if you knew that someone said to you, well, your house is going to be robbed tonight, you'd be ready, wouldn't you? Either you would call the cops and tell the cops to be there, or you'd be there with a double barrel. Isn't that true? And that's what he's saying. The master of the house, if he knew that his house was being robbed, is going to be ready for the robbery. Here's what he's saying, guys. You know that Jesus is coming back. You need to be ready. You need to be ready. You need to be ready. Let me give you three thoughts, two thoughts actually, as we close our time today. Two questions. As we think about this and the whole aspect of being ready with our lives, because here's what we're going to do. As we get into the next four weeks, we're going to look at Jesus share four different parables. And these four different parables are given to cause you to examine your life from four different dimensions concerning your preparedness for Him coming back. You just know what I'm saying? We're going to look the next four weeks at what Jesus says about how we're to live our lives from four different parables that reflect four different areas that will reflect on whether or not we're ready for Him to come back. And so listen, this is what he's saying. The question is, I'm asking you today as we enter into this study, are you aware of the signs? Are you aware of the signs? They're happening around you. Or are you so focused on what you want and the stuff that's happening in your life, you really couldn't care? But are you aware of the signs of what's going on? He's coming. The second thing I want you to see here, and the, the next question is, and you've got to ask yourself this question. In fact, this will be the overriding question for the next five weeks. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you? Think about what we've studied before. Think about the study in Jonah. Think about the study in the life of David. We've, those issues have been brought forth to come down to this question. And the question is, my friends, if we are honest with ourselves, are 
you ready to meet Jesus? Are you ready? Thank you for being with us this morning. And we trust that today's message has been both challenging and an encouragement to your heart. At Kerwinsville Christian Church, a warm welcome is always extended to you. We're located at 700 State Street, Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania. For more information about our ministry, please visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. Now, on behalf of George Cannon and the entire church family, we hope that you will look to the Heavenly Father in all that you face this coming week.